Well, hi there, everybody. Sorry to interrupt your other podcasts that you're listening to, but a little uh, fun announcement to make here. Casey, in summertime, we'd like to get up to some antics. And those antics would involve getting a bunch of nerds together and doing what nerds do best, yelling at each other. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So we are going to do Nerd Debate live this year. <gasps> Nerd Debate 5 live. There we in go. Person. Boom. That yes. is the subtitle. We just came up with it. We will be doing this at the amazing Bullfinch Brew Pub here in Syracuse, New York. So find all the information that you need at our social media or at nightshiftradio.com. We've drank Bullfinch's beer before. Dave, the brewmaster at Bullfinch, makes amazing beers. Check out the amazing stuff that's happening in Bullfinch. You can go to bullfinchbrewpub.com. Come join us on Saturday, July the 29th at 7.30 and be sure to be ready to listen to a bunch of nerds <laughs> argue with each other. <laughs> Alright, we're going to leave your podcast now. Goodbye. <laughs> You're listening to the Never Heard of It podcast. A Night Shift Radio original. Every week we bring you the good, the bad, the weird, and lesser known streaming movies. Hit subscribe for new episodes every Thursday and Sunday. So I was just telling you about how there's kind of like a little street festival type thing going on. Uh, I'm not sure if it's part of Mardi Gras, which, uh, fun fact, St. Louis has, uh, I don't know if this is a like genuine fact or just a like a local, locally agreed on quote unquote fact, but St. Louis has, I, I think, the second largest Mardi Gras celebration in the country. Obviously, okay. not in the world because you know there are other French speaking places, but uh, big, you know, big, big French influence from the the colonial days here. So huge, huge Mardi Gras celebration, which um, I thought was last week. But turns out it's also this week, uh, and honestly, it's probably going to be happening for the next few weeks as well. I think it's it's a it's isn't Mardi Gras in March, or am I like not remembering? Mardi Gras is the Tuesday before Lent, Lent, right? Yeah, because it's yeah, the Tuesday before Ash Tuesday. Wednesday, and then you, you start Lent. I'm, uh, this you, I'm revealing the extent to which I understand the the holidays here. because um, yeah, it's a Catholic thing, right? Yeah. This is yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but Mardi Gras is one of those things where like it is a single day holiday, but it becomes celebrated as a season uh, in the places that really go hard. So here it's at sure. least two weekends. Uh, Halloween, uh, coincidentally, is very similar here, where Halloween is a single day holiday, but typically spans at least two weeks worth of celebrating here because people <laughs> right. go really fucking hard for it. Uh, and yeah. uh, I've never really understood that, but I also, I respect the energy of it. Uh, it gets a little, uh, it gets a little dangerous. I, I went out to a show a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was a Saturday night and uh, the big Mardi Gras festivities are in this one particular uh, South City neighborhood called Soulard. It was, you know, very, very rich historic you know, red brick, French architecture, French tradition there. Uh, so that's where a lot of the the party shit happens. Uh, think of it like a, an expanded, like, Tip Hill sort of thing. Uh, oh, God, like very, for, yeah. for, for St. Patrick's Day, like, they're, what they do in St. Patrick's Day is what Soulard does for Mardi Gras, essentially. Uh, St. Patrick's is another thing entirely. Wow, I could really go on about holidays here. But anyway, yeah, like, yeah. it was the, like... Tip Hill, for people don't know, is basically a very large Irish area in, in Syracuse, <laughs> New York. And it is, I mean, it's basically mini ireland yeah so yeah. yeah yeah with the, the upside down stoplight and everything i love it yeah um but yeah so like it was early evening i was on my way out to a show and like it was just like downtown kind of on the edges of where the, the festivities happened but then as they like as the night goes on people start to spread out and so there was just this weird chaotic energy in the air it's like i don't know if i'm comfortable being out and it's been like that for the last couple of weeks but anyway i just went to take penelope out and I was, you know, heading over in the direction of the new soccer stadium and could hear, like, some, you know, people talking and laughing. I could hear, like, a uh, brass band that I correctly guessed was a red and black bass, uh, brass band from around here. Loved them. Uh, and, you know, wandered over to check it out. It was just fun. And, you know, people out and about on a nice day. There was some tents set up with, like, you know, stuff related to the soccer team and people checking out the... Uh, the Mill Creek Valley installation, uh, as I was, uh, was you know, explaining to you earlier, memorializing a neighborhood that had been torn down here uh, you know, to make way for, quote, urban renewal in the mid-20th century, a predominantly black neighborhood. So really, really uh, like a great uh, way of acknowledging uh, the fuck-ups of the city's past and right. uh, you know, making it a part of the, the current culture and like getting people out to learn about it. Uh, but all that to say... 
This is that like first, like really genuinely nice weather day uh, that like it's not quite spring yet, but it's going to be. And like, it's just that first hint that winter's over that in the past would have been that like big inhale, deep exhale, holy shit, I feel alive again after winter sort of moment. But I had that realization as I was walking Penelope and I'm like, I don't feel that way, but that's because I didn't feel... Like I didn't, I didn't reach the opposite extreme this winter. I didn't go into that deep level depression seasonally or otherwise. And yeah. uh, I was like, wait a second, wait a second. Is this just how people feel? <laughs> is this, this, <laughs> this is just how people feel <laughs> on a normal basis. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's one of those things that like, you know, uh, uh, you know, when talking to like a therapist and you're like, Oh, well, you know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, uh, you know, I just feel that. And they're like, yeah, so you're not supposed to feel that. And I'm like, <laughs> that, wait, oh, what? I was like, that's we, not like a normal thing. Like, mean? no, no, that's, that's like red flag feeling. <laughs> like, you're not supposed to do. I'm like, oh, well, that's interesting. Quite the revelation. And this is why I pay you so much per hour because, wow. <laughs> it's like, you know, we are, we are in our 42nd year of life here. We are, we are this right. close to learning the secrets to life, the universe, and everything, both of us. Yep. And like to have a realization like that at this point in our lives is like, hey, hey, no, serious question for the room. What the <laughs> fuck, y'all? <laughs> what, what did, what, nobody say anything for years. Why didn't anyone say anything? This is crazy. This is crazy to me. Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, it, you know, and, and we're, we're going to get into this with uh, today's film, but it was one oh, of yeah. those things that like, you know, a couple of years ago, it got to that point, you know, 2020, deep in 2020, Whoa. where it was like, yeah, is yeah, yeah. everybody feeling the thing or am I just going crazy? And it was like, no, literally the whole world is feeling this right now and it's yes. kind of wild. Uh, and it definitely lasted longer than seven days. There it is. <laughs> and that being said, hello and welcome to the Never Heard of a Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Veit. And coming to you live from having never left my home, I'm Sabrina Buckets. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, today we're wrapping up our uh, unconventional uh, love stories. Um, and this one, it falls into this category in a couple of different ways. It does, because I, I think you, when we were talking about watching this the other day, you were like, I don't know, this might be more of a conventional love story, but I, I think it fits uh, at least, you know, you know we'll, we'll talk about why the the overarching, uh, like the, the setting, I guess, of, of this film makes it a bit unconventional. But the love story itself is one that in our culture we might think of as being like unconventional, but in a, you know, a, a large portion of the world is something that is very conventional. Well, the again, the the setup, maybe not the story right. itself, uh, is very conventional. And I love that that gives us a chance to like explore and experience you know, uh, other other human interactions uh, you know, you know, that still fit this theme that we're doing this month. Yeah, no, it did. I, I was worried. I was worried that this was going to be very traditional, but I think, you know, those two, the two other elements are what kind of tipped it over to the scale. So the movie we're talking about, as you saw, because it's the name of the episode, it's true. is Seven Days. Ah, see, now uh, you get the joke from earlier. Uh, yeah, so we're just, you know, full circle. Uh, so Seven Days is currently streaming as a recording of this episode on Hulu in America. Mm -hmm. um, it only came out in 2021, um, which, you know, looks like it was probably filmed either late 2020 or early 2021. I mean, this this looked like a very easy film to cut uh, oh, yeah. because it really only takes place in one location with only two people. So this mm -hmm. is probably a movie made deep within COVID and uh, COVID times. Much like just about any other uh, fictional or real life media from the time, uh, a large portion of it uh, also happens through uh, some sort of video conferencing, whether it be just like a pre-recorded uh, video or like a, a Zoom call, things like that, which like, I don't like... <laughs> I'm going to get this out of the way right away. I don't know if I'm ever going to get used to reliving these experiences through media made during this time period. Uh, and I'm I'm curious how many of our, uh, well, first of all, you, and we'll, we'll talk about this, but I'm curious how many of our listeners also have that same sense of like, I'm never going to emotionally recover from this period and reliving it is a fucking nightmare. <laughs> yeah, you know... Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of elements, uh, you know, there's a lot of big parts about COVID that I've kind of like pushed to the back of my brain. Yeah. 
And this movie like talked about those moments, like the, we're talking like the first three moments, especially in America, you know, like we're talking like the summer of 2020, mm-hmm. you know, those moments where it's like, it was scary. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of people were dying. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were getting infected. We didn't really know a lot. You know, we, we only, we, we still were like, is it on services? Is it not on services? Like, how is it, you know, what is, what is it being transmitted by? Like are kids getting it? Kids aren't getting it. Kids are getting it. Like it was very confusing, you know, in those early days as you know, it's going to happen. You know, listen, listeners. Yeah. You're a hundred years in the future listening to this episode and you probably went through another pandemic. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they handled it better, but you're going to go through those same things because some random new virus is going to come pr- crop up and you're not going to know anything about it for the first couple of months until scientists, you know, figure shit out. And that's going to happen again. Yeah. Whether it's 50 years from now, a hundred years, 600 years from now, another pandemic, pandemic is going to happen again. They happen all, you know, in a large enough timeline, they happen all the time. Right. I mean, like we know of like three, uh, in history, you know, we have like the black plague, you know, we have, uh, you know, the, uh, influenza of the early 1900s, like they happened. We know of them. That was actually one of my, okay, this is sad. That was one of my, uh, my hobbies early on was like, not only like steadily refreshing the the numbers every day to see how bad things had gotten but then also going back and researching like uh the the well-known pandemics of the past to compare our current state versus those like historical numbers and then try to work out okay how are we trending is it like if we get this under control is it going to end up being better or worse like yeah. Yeah. It really does it sound was, sad to say that out loud. <laughs> it was it was really crazy. It was a really crazy time. And look, you lived through it unless you are under the age of uh twenty unless you are younger than twenty-two. Um, you lived through it mm-hmm. uh it, to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um no, I would say if you're you'd have to be under the age of three as of the time we're recording this, then yes. you didn't live through it. Yeah. So if you are three years old or younger, or if you were born after like 2023, you did, you did not experience this whatsoever. Uh, and it's like, there, you know, also not that long ago, we were talking about there being essentially like three major respiratory viruses, like out in the wild at the, like at the same time. And like, I'm yeah. not convinced that that's not still a problem. And like, Oh, that's still it a just, thing. Yeah. It, it also just like felt for a while, like any day, like there was going to be another big one pop up and just like, okay, which, which one of these kills us all? <laughs> right. Cause they're certainly trying hard. Uh, that's for sure. They're giving it, giving it the old college try. Uh, so seven days. So the IMDb description for this movie is as if their prearranged date organized by their traditional Indian parents wasn't uncomfortable enough. Ravi and Rita are forced to shelter in place together as COVID 19's reach intensifies. Which like this really hits that like early days thing, like so so perfectly like uh we we see them go on the date which is uh, arranged by their moms via an app which uh if the um i mean i have no reason to believe it's not if the the script is to be believed there are several where parents can arrange dates for their children much the same way that like individuals might arrange dates for themselves in what we in like in the US would consider traditional dating apps yeah. uh so you know, they they get together uh and they're they're outside wearing masks and like you know, you see him kind of like wiping off surfaces and like wearing gloves and stuff like that and so it's very much like okay this is beginning of covid and then they get the start getting the notifications about like how bad things are getting, and then the shelter in place order comes through. It's like, fuck, yeah. <laughs> just that that moment of realization. Like, okay, well, this date's not over yet. <laughs> yeah, you know, and so this, so uh, you know, about this movie. So this movie uh, stars uh, Karan uh, Sani, who uh, everyone will probably recognize him as Dopinder uh, from uh, the Deadpool movies. Love him. Um, yeah, so you 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 definitely not recommend uh, definitely rec- uh, recognize him from that. Uh, you know, outside of that, he's been in a few other things. He's voiced some characters here and there. Um, you know, it, he's definitely a character that I like when I saw him as Dopinder in Deadpool, I was like, oh, I've seen that guy before, mm-hmm. but I couldn't really, you know, couldn't tell you exactly where I've placed it because he's never really been like a main, main guy until this. Um, and then, uh, for our other one is, uh, Geraldine, uh, Vishwanathan, uh, who she was in the movie, uh, Blockers, which had John Cena in, oh. in that, which is really weird. That's right. And, uh, Emo the Musical. 
Uh, also did a you know, voicing in uh, in BoJack Horseman and some yep. other series. Um, obviously, we'll we'll get to the parents eventually, but I have to call out right here now that my favorite Indian mom of all time is is in this uh, Zenobia Shroff, who you uh, would recognize from Ms. Marvel, or if you uh, if you followed us on the the journey that was Save Yourselves, she was uh, uh, one of the the characters' mothers in that. She's playing a lot of phone in moms. Yeah, <laughs> which honestly, two out of three roles we know her for is a I phone just, in mom. I, I hear her voice and just immediately like, oh my god. I know it. I know it. I love it. And Mom. I am comforted. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so Geraldine also was the narrator for this really, really wacky adult swim show uh, called Three Busy Debras, uh, which was such a weird, like, uh, the episodes were all short. I mean, they were all like minutes long. But what a, what a, just a really, just weird, weird show. Uh, but Three Busy Debras followed three uh, women named Deborah who were like socialites, but they were just absolutely vapid and idiotic. So like they were, but they were like, not like, Oh, they're just dumb, like comically otherworldly stupid. Like, and they just, they just always end up falling into really insane scenarios. You can actually watch the episodes on HBO max. It's worth it just watching a couple of episodes because it's just one of those, like my daughter would describe this as weird core, which is, I guess, like a new style of like comedy and things now Okay, is where you, the goal is to just be fucking weird. I mean, it's not to be like, it's not like set up punchline joke. It's like, just be fucking weird. And that's funny. And so like, that's a thing. I love that the kids have a name for it, but don't go thinking you invented that shit, kids. Like adult swim has always been exactly that. Also, that was like Weird Al's person. I mean, they called him Weird Al for that reason. It wasn't just because he sang parody songs. He also did weird shit. Like, have you ever seen UHF? That movie's fucking bonkers. I want. Oh yeah, I have. Uh, I wonder if the <laughs> if the name Weirdcore maybe was inspired by the uh, the revival of Weird Al with like the the biopic with uh, Daniel Radcliffe and whatnot. I don't know. I hope so. I mean, like, the, the timing works. The timing works. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so, so those are our two main characters, uh, you know, uh, Karan playing Ravi and then Geraldine playing Rita. Um, and they go to this really great date. Uh, he's, you know, thinks he said, you know, he sets up the date, you know, the parents set up the date, but he, you know, figures out what they're going to do. And he, they end up going to this reservoir and the reservoir is like all drained and it's <laughs> a big mess. Uh, and then this is when, you know, he takes her back to her place and then, you know, bam, it's, uh, you know, COVID hits, everybody has to lock down. He can't get a rental car, uh, you know, can't get a hotel. Mm -hmm, like his mm -hmm. flights are like, he is locked uh, into this thing. So what we learned though, is that Ravi is a very traditionalist, you know, like he talks about like he, now that he, his career is stable, he's like, yeah, you know, my career is stable. So like, I'll get married this year, have kids next year. Like he is, like he has life planned out in yeah. the way of like this is Find this out. is how it's going. Three you know? kids. We're going to live with my mother and like, like right buying a house now. Buying, yep, he's he's got it. He's got it worked out. And at first, you know, Rita is you know is agreeing, and he you know they you know he makes the comment of like oh I don't drink, and she's like oh I don't drink either, and you know like in in the her profile it says that she's pescatarian but is willing to go full vegetarian. Um, you know, cause he, you know, obviously he's vegetarian mm -hmm. and, you know, she's like, oh yeah, totally. And, uh, they eventually get, you know, they get back to her house now they're locked in and he's like, oh, and he's kind of walking around and sees that the house doesn't exactly match the personality of which he thinks that, you know, the, the persona that she's put up, you know, the house is a mess. Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, there's like beer bottles places, mm -hmm. you know, like there's, there's meat, uh, places and he's kind of like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> there are fried chicken pieces of dubious age just sitting like unwrapped and unsealed on a plate in the fridge, um, yeah. that the characters eat throughout the, the film, which makes me progressively, more and more queasy every single time they do it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, they like, no one ever addresses how old this chicken is uh, yes. and why it's not like covered in any way. <laughs> well, we know it's a minimum of seven days old. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So at one point, you know, it's, it's like the first day, you know, like they're there and he's like, well, I'll figure it out. I'm going to go. He walks out of the room, you know, he walks out of the house, you know, at this point, he doesn't know who she is yet. He, he leaves the house 
as he's like, I got to come back in. He sees her holding a beer and eating chicken. And he's like, what the, like, obviously you're lying about your entire life. And she breaks down and she's like, look, like I, my mom pays for my rent. So like I go on these dates to, as like a cost for her, you know, paying the rent as I, you know, to appease her, I go on these dates, Mm -hmm. you know, she thinks I'm a vegetarian. She thinks I don't drink or swear. She thinks that I want this traditional life. She's like, I don't want any of that. But Ravi definitely wants all of that. Mm -hmm. So he is thrown for a loop for this because he is, you know, very like traditionalist. And so he's like, what? You know, even says like um, he only grew up watching Bollywood movies because he didn't want to be like separated from that idea. Yeah. Yeah. Which is awesome. I I thought that that was a really interesting moment because they're they're sitting on, on the couch. She's on her laptop like, oh, my God, there's nothing to watch. Which I think uh, I think all of us can relate to that moment. Uh, sure. There are literally thousands of things to watch, but not a single one of them. Let's be honest, you just yeah. can't. You can't find any. You get overwhelmed, and you're just like, <laughs> "There's nothing because there's too much." And he's like, "Oh, I don't, I don't watch anything Hollywood. I only watch Bollywood." And she just kind of blank stares him, and he starts like, you know, you know, like such such. You haven't seen? She's like. No. It's like, oh, no. you mean so and so? Like, no. Something, no, yeah. She's like, no. And no. You haven't seen any of them? So, like, he goes to describe the, the plot, which all, like, it sounds like he maybe describes a, a, a couple of films. It's hard to tell if it's all one or if it's a, a couple, but either way, I want to watch it. Uh, yeah. It sounds fantastic. Sounds like a great love story. <laughs> and she's just like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah, bro. That's not a thing. That ain't it. Uh, yeah, he's, you know, by the way, moved to tears at uh, just thinking and recalling this movie. And she's just like, um, that's not that's not what love is, man. Uh, yeah. And so I, I love, we, we, we start to see uh, kind of a, a breakdown in how each of these two characters view, like, what love actually means. And for Ravi, it's this, like, idealized version that he's, that he's seen and heard, like, from, like, his family or from Bollywood films or whatever. Uh, and for her, it's like... No, like that's that's none of that. Like it's it's a like she uses the phrase it's a kick in the chest. Yeah. <laughs> well she's she's even very against the idea of, you know, she even says like, no, I like I just imagine I would just live alone. He's like, Oh, you live kind of far off and you know, like away from everything. She's like, Yeah, I like that. I wanna be away from everyone. I wanna be alone. You know, she is very much in that mentality of like, no, I don't. Like, no love, I just want to live my life. Which I think is also kind of interesting uh, that IMDb credits her having a roommate, uh, played by Liz Cardenas, uh, voice only. But she definitely lives alone, and I don't remember ever even, like, talking to someone in the capacity of a roommate. Like, having a phone call. Oh, wait, no, no, roommate at the, the hospital. Never mind. Oh yeah, spoilers. I was like, she mentions, yeah, she mentions having a roommate uh, previously. She, but she mentions they, like they it's someone out, else's house, and then like she kept the decoration because it's all like this horse decorations and whatnot. And yeah, he's like you, do you like you grow up with horses? She's like, nope, never seen one in my life. But it's just really drawn <laughs> to them. Yeah, she's really there. Um, yeah, so so you know he's basically stuck here at this point. He's too far away to get back to his, you know, he has no way, no means of getting back to his own place. Uh, you know, so he's like, well, I guess I'm here. And so they're like, well, I guess we're going to stick it out. They're going to room together for this time and, you know, quarantine and shelter in place, you know, to which he's starting to learn, you know, who she really is Mm -hmm. uh, at this point. And, you know, she's starting to learn more about him, but even, you know, finding out that he is exactly as he portrayed, you know, one of the things too, when he, when he's describing the movie, you know, he one sounds like he's describing what actually happens throughout this film, which is very interesting. There are a lot of elements of like, no, it was really her doctor. Mm. I talked to that. And then when they finally met, there was bells playing Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. uh, and all of that stuff kind of happens, uh, which is very interesting. Um, you know, so, so she's finding all about that, but he is, you know, obviously he's a little prudish, uh, in a way, and she's very not, you know? And so like, there's this very big conflict, of personalities, you know, we have that odd couple kind of personality, like almost exactly. And one of the things that like really kind of sets him on edge is he accidentally overhears her having a phone conversation with someone that who, you know she's had a relationship with. We find out that like she's been seeing someone who is who is married, but 
supposedly like the marriage is, is on the rocks and whatnot. But now like that person is like, well, I'm, you know, I'm quarantined with my wife. We can't talk right now. But like right. he overhears her talking to him, you know, calling him daddy saying, I want your cock. And he's like, oh, okay, this, this probably isn't, isn't what I signed up for. Sure. <laughs> so sure. like definitely we, we learned very early that they have very different uh, ideas on dating, love, sex, relationships, etc. cetera. Uh, very, very different. And early on, they both kind of uh, uh, express that to each other. You know, they even say, like, you know, look, like, this isn't going to happen. We're just stuck together. And he ends up going on virtual dates with other arranged uh, women to find, you know, a potential match. And at one point, you know, it's very, uh, they quote uh, an Indian uh, version of this, but, you know, Sereno de Bergerac, where oh, you know, yeah. she's on the other side, like, you know, saying, like, ooh, you know, cheering him on, texting him, telling him the right things to say. Um, you know, on these dates. Uh, and it's great because one of the dates uh, is is done by uh, Apana Nancherla, who, yes. uh, who is in, if, if I uh, know her most, from Mythic Quest. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, and she is absolutely hilarious in that, but she she uh, has a cool little cameo, I guess, in this. And she's also, uh, she's, in, she's in Bob's Burgers, but uh, if anyone uh, is familiar with the kind of... Uh, for lack of a better term, almost like a little animated universe that's sprung up around the uh, the Great North. She voices Moon Tobin. Oh, okay, it's, yeah, is is just great. I love I love that show. I love that character. And uh, yeah, yeah, I, she's great. I, she's absolutely hilarious in Mythic Quest. But I mean, literally everybody is. So mm-hmm. you know, that's fine. I love that show. Um, but yeah, so so you know, she he's on a fun little virtual date with her. You know, they're each talking to their moms, and her mom doesn't know that he's staying this long. Like they only think he stayed the one day because he couldn't get his flight and the, or whatever. And then he did end up. Turns out, you know, he's staying longer. You know, all this to say, you know, their their relationship kind of comes up, and it it really is a battle of like it's a battle of you know moral center, I guess. Well, not really moral, but like the way they view relationships and life and love, you know, so they just, they constantly have these conflicts where he's like, I'm going to clean your place. And she's like, whatever, you know? So like we see that build up where he's like, you know, I like, you know, I say tomato, you say tomato (laughs) like for the whole movie. uh, Right. And then, you know, eventually uh, we get to the big point where she, you know, calls uh, her, her person, her, uh, the guy she's, you know, sleeping with, they're Mm -hmm. seeing, and he's like, yeah, no, like, I can't see you. I'm married. I'm with my wife. Like, that's not going to happen. She kind of loses it. And she's like, I'm leaving. Like, I'm leaving the house. She gets dressed up. And he's like, what are you doing? Like, it's like, you can't do that. Like, we can't leave. Yeah. And she's like, no, I'm going to leave. I'm going. I'm, I got to go see him. I got to go see. He thinks that she's going off to this guy. Yeah. She leaves the house. She comes back. Uh, you know, and she's there and they have this moment where they're, they almost kiss. And just before they do, she coughs. Which mm-hmm, mm-hmm. uh, is where the, the nightmare starts. Yeah. So he's like, what was that? What was that? Like you coughed, blah, blah, blah. He puts her in the bed. He's checking her temperature. And she's like, I don't have a temperature. Like, it's fine. I'm just coughing. And he's like, no, like, this is a big deal. You know, he's he's doing the things and eventually, you know, they end up falling asleep together in the bed, uh, non-sexual, mm-hmm. um, you know, just just, you know, he's just sort of there taking care of her and they wake up and she has full fever, you know, a shortness of breath. Like yeah. it's a whole ordeal, um, you know, after she had quarantined in the bedroom for, for a day, I guess. I don't know. It, the, um, the time passage in this film is is really strange. And it's the worst part about this movie. It, it will definitely fuck with you if you try to think too hard about like, you know, how long were they together before she got sick? How long did she quarantine? Then how long was she in, was she in the hospital? Because it felt like she was in the hospital for like a couple of weeks, but it like... The whole thing spans seven days. It's like, it's really a brain fuck. But it's just it, this really, really sweet, what feels like a couple days. You know, they they were starting to get close. He was trying to teach her how to cook. She spikes his, his uh, soda or whatever with whiskey to, to get him drunk, which uh, leads to them like having like almost like a Bollywood dance moment, uh, yeah. <laughs> which was great. But then of course, you know, he's upset with about that. Then she gets sick and he stays to take care of her. And they're having this like 
heart to heart through the door, telling shitty jokes and like telling each other about their, their paths and whatnot. You know, and he learns that she's an artist, but she won't show him her paintings. Uh, uh, to which she says that they're all, uh, <laughs> uh, uh, aggressive vagina paintings. Yes. And she's like, are you into that? And he's like, I know. I, I am not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, so then like it, it reached the point where like he, he realizes that like, she is truly sick. It's like, we have to call an ambulance. We have to, to get you taken care of. So she gets taken off to the hospital and he's just left there in her home alone and worried. Yeah, but it's great though, because he ends up talking to her mom and it's funny because he keeps calling her auntie, Yes, you know, and, and then, you know, so he ends up like talking to her mom all the time and like they, they end up like building this great relationship and, you know, him, you know, she being like, does your mom make this for you? And my he's like, kofta, yeah. so she's like, which yeah. is my fucking favorite Indian dish. That's the first yeah. thing I ever tried. And to this day is still my favorite. And I just, I wanted, I wanted Rita's mom to make me my kofta. <laughs> which is great. Cause she's like, does your mom make my kofta? And she, he's like, yeah, he's like, she's like, I'm going to send you some of mine. It's, it's going to be so much better. And I just think that's really <laughs> funny. And he's like, okay, you know, okay, auntie, that's, that's great. Uh, and I think it was just, it was just really sweet because he's talking to his mom, you know, he's talking to her mom, you know, because she won't answer, Rita won't answer her phone for her mom because she doesn't want her mom to worry. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't tell her she's in the hospital. She doesn't answer the phone for her um, because, you know, she doesn't want her to know that she, she got sick. Um, but you're right. And I really like this movie, but the, the timeline it ruins this movie for me. Yeah. It kind of ruins the movie because, you know, as the title suggests, the movie takes place over the course of seven days. Now, when she got sick, I thought it had been seven days and then she got sick. Yeah. And then she was sick for weeks because COVID, I mean, we're, we're talking pre-vaccine COVID. Yeah. Like this was a, this was a, like a thing. Like this wasn't like a, you're in the hospital on Friday, you're out on Monday. It was like, you're in the hospital on Friday and you're out a month later. Like it was bad. If you were, you know, if you went in on Friday and were out on Monday, usually it wasn't on your feet. Yeah, it was, yeah, it was not the great way. Um, you know, so like it really, and you know, uh, in the very end of the movie, when she finally leaves the hospital, she's like, you know, did you do the math? And he's like, what? And she's like, it's been seven days since we met. Which and I was like, like what? <laughs> as a callback to him saying that like, you know, my parents met and spent seven days together and then got married and like talking about like, you know, this being a, like a common thing, these kind of whirlwind romances from arranged marriages and whatnot. And like, okay. But like, that's clearly not what's happening here. Oh, that is what's happening here. That's what they did. They told us oh. they were going to do it and they did it. And then they done <laughs> did it. Yeah. And it was really cute, you know, like, uh, you know, you've seen them. It's, it's when she's in the hospital and when he's in the hot, when he's at back at her house, you know, that's actually when that you kind of start to tell that they're kind of falling in love with each other. Mm -hmm. You know, he's on, he's on a call, uh, with, this is the one where he was on the call with Aparna mm -hmm. and he starts talking about Rita, you know, he keeps saying like, you know, you know, this, the woman I'm staying with. And she's like, wait, you're, you know, I, I'm really looking for something more traditional. Like, I don't know what it is you're doing. He's like, oh, no, 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 it's not like that. But then she's like, oh, so she's like your sister. And he's like, well, she's definitely not my sister. If you know <laughs> what I mean. And she's like, what the fuck? Hey, hey, uh, hey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which also earlier was a really uh, good line. Cause she, he's like, he says to Reedy, he's like, oh, so you probably swear. And she goes, sure fucking do. Yes. Um, that was great. Uh, but yeah, so, uh, you know, so that's kind of the moment that you could tell he's in love with her and like, you know, she appreciates that he's like, you know, constantly talking to the doctors, um, you know, he tells the doctor that they're dating just so he can get details, Yeah, you know, and so like, that's the moment where you start to see that there's a little bit of love thing there, you know, and I think it's really cute. I like how that story progresses now. Something very similar, if you guys listened to our uh, episode we just aired this past Thursday, I recently talked about the movie Your Place or Mine, and there's a very similar element where the love story happens, the love part happens when they're not actually with each other, hmm. and it's a really interesting thing, and so if you listened to Thursday's episode, you can tell which one pulled it off and which one didn't, uh -huh. uh, you'll know, well, I guess you'll know, because I'm telling you that Seven Days pulled it off, <laughs> so you'll know which one didn't pull it off, and you listen to the episode. <laughs> 
I spent almost the entirety of that act just absolutely sobbing. One from again the the emotional trauma and reliving it through watching these people on screen trauma bond with one another, uh, but also from like the intellectual part of me knowing like all right this is a rom com she's gonna pull through they're gonna get together it's gonna have a happy ending but the uh, irrational part of me that lived through you know watching this kinds of thing happen to people uh, was like she's not gonna make it she's gonna they're gonna fucking kill her and I'm just gonna be a sobbing mess here on my couch and I'm not gonna be able to do this fucking podcast god damn it Michael <laughs> I a hundred percent there was there's a very brief moment uh, where he's on the phone with her and then she starts like gasping for air you mm-hmm. hear the beep 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 being in the background and then you know like it sounds like she drops or something falls and then the phone goes dead and he doesn't hear anything for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. I thought it was like days, but I guess it's really only, it was only like hours. This is where the timeline really, really ruined this movie. Yeah. I get, I get that they really wanted to fit that seven days thing because it's, you know, part of like the tradition or whatever, or the idea of the arranged marriage. But like, it it was so unrealistic that I was like, this is not happening. Yeah. You know, like I was like, this is really taking me out of it because this is so like everything else. Cause she gets COVID pre-vaccine goes to the hospital, has shortness of breath. She goes to the hospital and comes back home within two days. Ish. Maybe. I, I mean, it's really hard to tell how many days actually passed. Cause it definitely felt like, more time had passed by the time she actually gets sick. It also felt like she was in the hospital for like five days. Easily. Which means they only really spent like two days together out of the hospital, but that also doesn't feel right because there's so many, there's like the first day, there's the day he gets drunk, there's the day where he cleans things, there's the day, you know, after, like the day after he gets drunk, you know, like there's like several days, air quotes, of of so of before COVID, it kind of feels like that Doctor Who episode where he tries doing nothing with with Rory and Amy, and he just can't. And he's like, "How long has that been? Fifteen minutes." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "This is terrible." Yeah, yeah, that's exactly that's exactly uh, like, power of three. By yes, way, yes, as the episode um, uh, season seven. But like, I, I almost feel like, and I'm not emotionally strong enough to do this anytime soon. But it feels like you have to watch back through the movie and specifically take note of like how many times do you see them like go to sleep right right because that's that's the only implication that's the the best possible way we have to count the the passage of days uh because otherwise like as was brutally realistic uh all of the days looked exactly the same yeah i mean which happened for like a year and a half Mm -hmm. uh every day looked the same from basically 2020 until late 2021 Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, they all kind of look the same. Shit, I mean, it wasn't even until, like, late 2022 that I started to have some very variations. I mean, uh, he- here we are in 2023, and I feel like I've, I, like, still don't feel like I'm fully back to, yeah. like, anything approaching pre-2020 levels oh, 100%. Of, of variety in my days. I mean, most of my days are still spent in this exact spot. Yes. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's how it... That's how it be. Yeah, it, it, um, it do be like that. It do be like that this time for the past <laughs> three years. Uh, yeah. So, you know, finally the end of the movie happens. She's, you know, she calls him up and she's like, oh, did you do the math? And he's like, you know, what? And she's like, it's it's been seven days and, you know, I've, I've got to tell you something. And he's like, tell me in person. And she's like, I really want to walk, like meet me you know, meet me there. And he's like, are you sure? It's a really long walk. And he's, she's like, we'll stop if we have to meet me there. So they have the long walk. He walks all the way out towards the hospital. She walks out of the hospital. They meet up and, you know, they're face to face and they're right there. Bells go off, uh, you know, in the thing. <laughs> so like, here's our bells going off and they're face to face. And it's, you know, they're almost about to kiss, but they don't. It's obvious that they do, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but they don't actually kiss because this was still a COVID movie and they were being good, yeah. um, you know, so, uh, so th- you know, and, and uh, thus ends the movie, you know, we, we have the assumption that they get together. And just as a really, like, great, like, additional touch, this film is bookended um, by interview clips with, like, 
real Indian couples who had gone through arranged marriages uh, or had like had either themselves met through one of these apps or had been set up by uh, parents in the past. Uh, and I say, you know, met up on one of these apps because there's one couple that had only been together for like nine years. They met on an app, but the they other couples are the like are- 30, 40 plus years. They were arranged marriages through like parents or family members or, you know, whatnot. And they, you know, they, they share a little bit of their, their personal history of like what that was like, you know, meeting each other and like getting married so so quickly afterwards. But then like in the end, we, we hear them talking about like, you know, you know, he's my best friend or like, she's the most important person in my life or like, you know, we can't you know, picture life without each other. And it's, it's just a really, really sweet thing because obviously, you know, just conceptually arranged marriages can go horribly wrong. And we hear a lot of the, the really negative side of it, uh, which leads to, you know, stories like this of people saying, you know, I want to buck that trend. I don't want to be a part of that. But like sometimes you hear those stories of people who are like, yeah, we've been together for forever and we just like, we just love each other so much. And like, what will we do without each other? And it's, it's really sweet. It's really, really uh, sweet. I, so my assumption is that this was an homage to When Harry Met Sally, because When Harry Met Sally also starts and ends with uh, old couples talking about how they met and fell in love. Like it's Aww. the exact same scenario is, you know, like, oh, we met, we fell in love, and this is, you know, that's, so I, I I assume, or it was just, like, pure coincidence that they never watched Harry when Harry met Sally and then did this. I was like, someone was like, oh, you know, this is exactly how When Harry Met Sally starts and ends. And they're like, <laughs> oh, I don't know, I never saw the movie. Uh, because that that is how it uh, starts and ends. Yeah. But it was very interesting is one of the couples talks about having uh, been arranged, and they were like, yeah, you know, we were married for 22 years, and my mind was like, I was like, wow, that was like, I was like, that was a long time ago. And then I thought about it. I was like, that was like the year 2000. Yeah. That was not that long ago. I was like, oh shit. Like here I'm thinking like the seventies. No, here's. It was very much the year 2000. Here's the thing though. iTunes had already been out. It it was that long ago. (laughs) We just don't think of it as being that long ago. Well, it's like the modern world. Like, like I think, you know, when we look back in history, we talk about like the industrial revolution, right? Mm -hmm, And that mm -hmm. was like a complete new age for, you know, what brought us to the new age. I think that the year 2001 is the new, is like the start of a new age. Okay. Because I think that's like the turn of, you know, the turn of the millennia was like, the internet was mm-hmm. really a thing. Smartphones were really a thing. Personal computers, you know, like, uh, you know, websites, like, like just everything changed after like the year 2001, you know, like, you know, you know, and then you got things like the iPhone, the iPad, you know, like touchscreen smartphones, like all of this stuff completely, you know, things like the invention of Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, like completely changed the entire world. I think that is our new, like, starting point of a new era. I think we're in the start of a new era. I feel like, uh, you know, in the not-too-distant future, sociologists and historians are going to look at the, like, the aftermath of the Y2K panic as when the digital age really began, when people, like, let out a sigh of relief, like, oh, shit, everything didn't come collapsing around us because of an arbitrary date glitch. And then suddenly the world just took off at like a lightning speed. <laughs> so like, yeah. I think you're right is, is where I'm, where I'm going with that. And like, yeah, like, you know, we've been together for, for 22 years. Like, okay, you got married in, or you got, got together in 2001. Fuck. Yeah, you're like, Whoa. That's <laughs> crazy. Think, like, you know, the couple that was like, you know, we've been together for nine years. Like that's, you know, Ellen and I are going to be celebrating our ninth anniversary this year. And like, they like, Oh yeah. wow. Like, I, okay. I have a direct frame of reference for this couple's relationship yeah. and that's weird. And that's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, no. The, and the, the 22 year one really was the one that got me. Cause yeah. that's what I was like. It's, I was like, Oh wow. That's a, that was like forever ago. And then I was like, that was like, I was in my twenties mm-hmm, mm-hmm. when they were meeting and getting married. That yeah. is wild to me. I, you said the not too distant future and immediately, uh, the mystery science theater 3000 song started playing <laughs> in the not too distant future. <laughs> there was a guy named Joel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's, it was in my head. Um, yeah. So, uh, so seven days, very cute movie. 
Um, again, it's streaming on Hulu in America as of uh, the time of recording this movie um, or, or the time of recording this episode. So another, you know, notable thing about this, this movie was produced by uh, Mark and Jay Duplass, mm-hmm. um, who, uh, you know, have done a few other things. They're one of those names that, like, I recognized. The Duplass um, brothers, But when yeah. I looked back through, like, their stuff, I was like... You know, it says like what they're known for. Safety not guaranteed was yeah. is the top one. Fantastic. And then I was film. like, creep. And I was like, your sister's sister, the one I love. I was like, I don't know any of those, but I know their names. And like it took me, like, I had to really go back through the history to be like, well, how do I know your names? Like, what have you done that I knew? Um, and you know, as looking back through, I'm like, okay, there's a couple of things uh that I was like, got it. Um, we just referenced this movie last week, but Horse Girl, mm-hmm. uh, you know, starring Allison Bree is uh is one of the movies that they produced. I I loved Safety Not Guaranteed. So like that's yeah, that movie. Was, yeah, yep. that's a big one. Really that, fun. That jumps out at me. Um and also the uh the series Transparent they were involved in as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so should you watch this movie? With one important, like incredibly important, well, two, two very important call-outs, but one more so than the others. Uh, be very careful when you click play because there is another film from 2010 uh, called Seven Days, also spelled, you know, written out with the, the number seven, uh, that is a very different plot and you will potentially not appreciate what you've clicked on if you select that one. So make sure that you, you choose the correct. It's like, I just read the IMDb description and it is very dark. Is Uh, it? Incredibly. Uh, I mean, the seven on the poster is written in blood. uh, Okay. So that's a a good sign. Versus the, you know, the, the palm trees and sunshine and smiles on the poster for this film. Very, very different. So you should be able to tell them apart. Just, you know, make sure that it is the 2021 uh, Indian comedy uh, rom-com seven days. Uh, And, also, of course, if, if you haven't picked up by now, if you do still have a sensitivity to COVID-era stories, get your box of tissues ready or skip this one. Yeah, I, honestly, you know, the biggest thing outside of like reliving the, like everything that happened through COVID, you know, the biggest one for me that, it, it, you know, when I would tell anyone about this movie, like I just did for the past 45 minutes, uh-huh. uh, I would say that the the biggest thing that threw me about this movie was the fact that it only takes place over the course of seven days. And that was so unrealistic yeah. that it ruined the movie uh, for me. Um, like the as soon as she says it's been seven days since we met, I was like, fuck you it has like you've been in the hospital at least seven days yeah like there's no way it just it completely ruined the movie for me you know so i i don't know i I really like this movie and i love rom-coms um but that really really did it for me that really tipped me over the edge yeah like yeah there are ways that they could have done the seven days thing without trying to make this like shoehorn this entire story into a seven day period. Um, and I would agree. I, I don't know that it ruined the entire film for me, but it definitely, it, it, it created a lot of mental gymnastics that I wasn't emotionally prepared for because of what had just occurred for the last hour and a half. <laughs> so, right. Um, right. but yeah, I, I agree that that's, that's something like go into it knowing that that's going to happen and don't let it jar you. Yeah. Count uh, the time, so count the times they sleep. Yeah, count the times they sleep. See if it matches up. I, I'd be very curious to see if they timed it out properly or if they just wrote in the it's been seven days since we met thing and, you know, just because it was cute, you know, like or because it's part of the mythos of the idea of the arranged marriage thing or I the would, deals of the arranged marriage. I would even go so far as to say, like, it would have been fine. Like, you know, it's it's been seven days since we, like, really saw each other. Like, that moment in the kitchen, like, right before she gets sick or something like that. And, like, maybe, like have her sickness be seven days. And even that is a stretch because it feels like we see several days of it before she goes to the hospital. But like, even that is like, okay, like we had this, we had this moment like where like we really quote unquote met. It's been seven days since that. Like, okay, I can work with that. Or like, I don't know. Yeah. 
I, that's where I thought it was. That's why I think it, I thought it was seven days before she goes to the hospital. And I was like, oh, they got their seven days together. Mm-hmm. And then she goes off to the hospital and he realizes that he does. He just wants to be with her all the time. And I was like, OK, I understand that. But when she says seven days, I was like, no, yeah. nope, that's not right. That's it just, inaccurate. It just like, doesn't feel right. It just doesn't. Yeah, it did not feel right. Um, still worth a watch. Probably, you know, you know, just like you said, like, you know, if you if you're not bothered by the idea of reliving that sort of covid fear or trauma, um, you know, it's still a really cute story. There was a few very laugh out loud moments for me. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, uh, uh, Karen is is great. You know, he is really great in the role. He plays a really great character. Um, And you really see a good mix of like, you know. Uh, Indian traditionalist with, you know, with like kind of westernized, uh, you know, Indian American. And it was, it was nice to kind of, you know, it was fun to kind of see them to sort of like meet in the middle almost. Yeah. And, um, and it was, it was fun. Even just the, like the quiet moments of like, uh, of Ravi on the, the phone with Rita's mom, which just, it was so yeah. precious. So it was. precious. Yeah. Uh, so there it is. So if you're the type of person that watches movies after we review them, Go watch Seven Days uh, uh, on on Hulu, streaming in America. It's a cute movie. Um, and, you know, if you got through this and were like, not for me, hey, great. Thanks for listening all the way to the end. Uh, anyways, we appreciate it. Yeah. Hopefully you've all hit that subscribe button um, so that way you get notified whenever we have brand new episodes, which is every Thursday and Sunday. Uh, pretty cool. Thursdays are bonus episodes where we talk about uh, new and current things that we're watching. And Sundays are when we do our full movie reviews. You know what's crazy? That it's been seven days since our last episode? That in seven days, we'll have been doing this for five years. Oh, shit. We forgot our countdown. Like this, We is... forgot our countdown, but it is this is it. This Next is it. week's episode will be our, uh, our five-year anniversary, give Ooh. or take a day. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, you know, so our very first episode of this podcast was Billy the Kid versus Dracula. Um, and you know what? We decided that because we're hitting that five year mark, this is kind of a big round number. We're going to revisit Dracula movies. Yeah. So we're actually going to do a whole month of Dracula themed movies. Yes. And we're starting off the month with a movie uh, called, uh, which is labeled Assignment Terror, but it's actually Dracula versus Frankenstein. Oh, so shit. that's really exciting from, from 1970. <laughs> so it's actually, it's, it's, an alien comes down to Earth and pits Dracula versus Frankenstein. Oh my god! Why would you not watch that movie? I there's no like there's no way it was like, hey, an alien comes to Earth and makes Dracula and Frankenstein fight. You're not going to be like, mm, I'll pass. Yeah. You watch that movie. You're absolutely going to watch that movie. Uh, if the poster is to believe, uh, it seems to uh, in- include the entirety of the uh, the the. The uh, classic cinema monster canon. The universe monster, uh, yeah. I see a, a mummy and a wolf man in this poster. Hell yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this is going to be fantastic. And I can't yeah, wait. So- so assignment terror, uh, hey, but you know what? You hit subscribe. So, you know, this coming Thursday's episode, we're going to remind you again about it and you would have already noticed. So, sure. you know, since you've already hit subscribe, why don't you go ahead and leave a rating and review on your podcast player of choice? You just, you know, hit that five-star button and say like, man, these these uh, folks do cool stuff. And uh, <laughs> that's it. And that's all you need to do. And it super helps us and more people will listen and then we can do more cool things. And, you know, uh, I don't know. It just would be cool for more people to listen. Uh, you know what? At this point, I don't even care if we get more things like advertisers or anything like that. I just want more people to listen because I don't know, man. I think we're funny. I think, and we talk about movies that people should know about. We talk about cool movies. We talk about bad. We, I mean, if if nothing else, listen to us for the warnings about what not to watch. Yeah, I mean, that's that's the one right there. <laughs> I think that's that's the reason. Uh, but yeah, so, hey, there it is, everybody. Thanks a lot for listening and, uh, you know, we'll see you next time. We sure will.